Welcome to Our Living, where we advocate for introspection while helping you break generational habits so you can grow. As always, I'm your host, Dave Clinton. So there was a time long ago when uh, people would have this frying pan looking contraption and they would go to the store and buy this uh, saucepan with a handle from the store and you would buy it and then you would put it on the fire and the contraption had this like foils Reynolds wrap top to it. So you would put it on the fire and you'd light it up and you would hold it by the handle over the fire and then the foil on the top would expand and it would expand and you would hear some popping and there'd be some rustling going around and it was this whole cool thing. It would blow up and it would look like a big air balloon on top of a saucepan. And that's how we made popcorn back when I was growing up. It was probably a five to seven minute process and that was groundbreaking for that time. Like that, that was... The shit, you'd have movie night after that. that. It was popcorn, ready to go. Then came the microwave. And that changed the whole damn game. So seven minutes went down to like three minutes. And you didn't have to stay there to actually watch it. You can go, throw a cartridge in the Nintendo. Maybe put one on top if you had a Nintendo that wasn't working that well. Only, only real Nintendo nerds and geeks know about that. Or you blow it. But that's another different story. And uh, you come back. And after three minutes... You had popcorn and you was ready to go. So the microwave kind of shortened up the process so much that it wasn't even a no-brainer. Like it was just like three minutes and you're ready to go. According to the research, our attention span has markedly decreased in just 15 years. In 2000, it was 12 seconds. Now, 15 years later, it shrunk significantly to 8.25 seconds. In fact, Scientists reckon we now have a shorter attention span than goldfish who are able to focus on task or object for nine seconds. Now, to me, that's as wild because now goldfish are kicking our ass. Like, it kind of makes sense. It's based on the fact that now we have everything at the basically the tip of our hand, like everything that we would want, everything that we probably would have to go to like a library. And I know if you're anybody that's under probably the age of 20 you probably don't even know what we're talking about as far as like an encyclopedia it was this big library of books that everybody had in their house and you was balling if you had the Britannica version with the with the with the leather cover to it you, you was you was doing it you was doing it out there and it it would have from like a to z just all the information that you want so you'd have to go through different um different encyclopedias to find information but it was a process. So when you actually found information by digging through whatever book or whatever uh, letter or book you was uh, looking for the information, it was actually, you felt like you achieved some shit. Like it, it, you had to go through all them damn books just to find that one piece of information. Now, it, it doesn't even matter. Like I, I've seen my kids mid-movie. That voice sounds familiar. And it just Google the person. Like, oh, that's so-and-so. So-and-so. And they'd have... Everything on that person, what they like to eat, where they hang out, who their best friend is. So now the information is just so easy to get that, of course, our attention spans would go crazy because you don't have to work to get it. So your imagination's constantly running wild. There's constant thoughts going on. So it even affects uh, the news cycle. So the news cycle, people run around and say, you know, oh, that's a tragedy. It's going to be on the news for weeks upon weeks. And I'm like, no, it's not. Our attention span is so short, it'll be on the news cycle for 
maybe a day or two, and then we'll forget about it. And people look at me like I'm crazy. Uh, and and it's, it's just where we're at right now with it. So when some athlete might do something that's completely just off the rails, like maybe he's he's in his gaming platform and he's online and he uses a a, a racist Jewish slur and we're like oh, clutching our pearls. It's only gonna last for like a day or two. So if I'm a publicist, I'm like, man, just get on get on get on TV and just apologize for that shit. People forget about it. And in the moment that person might be feeling like, oh my career is over. No, it's not. We don't even remember like I think that I can't remember when that 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 kid or that uh, that basketball player, I forgot what the basketball, baseball player said that you were slur. I can't even remember what sport it is, when it was. I think it was last week, but it could have been two weeks ago because there's so much information that hits my brain. It, of course, you're going to get overwhelmed. You're going to get bombarded. So it's actually easier to sidetrack people right now. So Lauren Herbert wrote, in an information-rich world, the wealth of information means a death of something else, uh, scarcity of whatever it is that information consumes. What information consumes is rather obvious. It consumes the attention of its recipients. Hence, a wealth of information creates poverty of poverty of attention and a need to allocate the attention efficiently among the ever abundance of information sources that might consume it. So basically, our minds are being consumed by having so much information around it. And it will make sense because there's just so much information around that I compare it to a computer. Being an IT guy, the first thing, and people hate this shit, but it's true. The first thing you do is reboot your computer. If something crazy is going on, you're like, what the hell? Like, This doesn't make any sense. My computer was fine yesterday, and now... The screen's black. There's no icons. Reboot it. Because the chances are it just needs to refresh. It just needs to be able to, uh, and, and so to speak, and all my old school heads, it's like an Etch-A-Sketch. Just shake the Etch-A-Sketch and clear that thing out. And now it's back to being able to be to be uh, uh, processing at a higher speed. All the resources might be allocated to and tied up into like a, a certain software that's running amok on your computer so a long nerdy way of saying you gotta do that with your mind sometimes too you just gotta reset that thing you gotta reboot it so what i like to do is uh i incorporate apps like force it kind of gamifies the experience of leaning you off the phone candy you basically set the app up and then you click start and it lets you pick how long you're going to be with the phone withdrawals then you get a happy little tree once you completed your 20 minutes, 60 minutes. If you're a badass, you're doing it in like 180 minutes. I still haven't got there yet. 20 minutes, I get the shakes. So you get a, you get a happy little tree. Shout out to all my Bob Ross fans out there. Y'all know what it is. And you accumulate trees. The more, uh, the more time you spend without your phone and you accomplish those 20-minute droughts, or 40-minute droughts, depending on what your tolerance is, you accumulate trees, and then you build your forest, so to speak, and then you can actually go online with other people and have forest competitions. It's a nerdy way of kind of like leaning me off the phone. Sometimes I do it with my kids. It's just, it's, it's cool. It's fun. Second is I, when me and my wife are having like date night, we try not to look at the phones. We try to kind of engage in 
conversation and sometimes it's just well i only say sometimes most of the times it's, it's really engaging and it's really healthy because we kind of talk about different things and, and that might not be talked about when you're around and you and you have your kids and you have your phone out and you're trying to i don't know figure out like what the kids are going to be doing for the summer while making dinner while looking up a recipe while doing all these different things it's kind of tough to kind of dictate or carve out time to just getting back to reconnecting with that person and and and, and polishing or reconnecting with your social skills so to speak and a real real quick story about that is i had a friend at work and uh he didn't have his phone for i think two days or so he said he something he cracked his phone or something whatever and he said it was the worst two days of his life because he had to interact with people at the bar and I had to think about that because I'm like, man, sometimes you go to the bar, I guess you do want to have a drink and be alone, but the whole point is sometimes you might talk to somebody, bump into somebody that might even change your life. You might, it might be somebody that uh, could put you in the right position or, or someone that that could have altered his life. Maybe a significant other, or maybe somebody that uh, can put him in a position that can help him out in his career. You, you never know. But long story short, it, it's just good to kind of have that conversation or having a date night, or or really trying to put your phone down when you're engaging with friends, even though it's hard. I'm I'm out here talking, but I do it too. And third, I keep track of how many times I pick up my phone. So there was a, a stat that says Americans check their phone on average of once every 12 minutes, burying head burying their heads in their phones 80 times a day, according to uh, new research. And I think that was in, that was in 2017. So I checked for this year, and it's up to 96 times. So 96 times a day you pick up your phone, and I think it's probably more than that. Because if I I'm, I got to start counting again, because I kind of fell off with that. But it really showed me that sometimes I pick up my phone if I'm stressed out. It's almost like a pacifier to me. Like if or if I don't like the conversation, I'll tune out instead of trying to change the conversation or or being interacting with the conversation because it gives me a way out. So those are the three little quick ways I kind of just try to alter or lean myself off the phone because it definitely I feel is uh, dictating and driving us to a less social environment. And interacting is teaching us how to be more, I guess, introverted for lack of a better word. So that's all I got for you this week. Thank you for listening to All The Living Show. Subscribe to this show to be the first to hear new episodes packed with inspiring stories from those who have overcome personal obstacles, fears, and judgment to live their life with emotional intelligence. Always remember your faith is not determined by the prison of your mind. One, one, one.